Hey, friendly reminder, this podcast is not for kids or people who have a stick up their ass. Friday, 5.58 p.m. I'm sleeping with my best friend's husband. I think my uncle killed someone in I his think suicide. I am I a sugar baby. Mom addicted to Adderall. I think I my sister is my actually my uncle's kid. My What's your secret? Welcome back to another week of Beyond the Secret. My name is Ace Fanning, and I am here. Even though I didn't know if I would be this week, but I am, and I really hope that you appreciate that. We're actually in Colorado at the moment, and soaking up cooler weather with family, and watching the weirdest neighbors of all time. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably heard me talk about my own neighbors, but this Airbnb that we are staying in is like catty corner from some weird compound situation. We're in the middle of nowhere, and there is a constant smell of weed at all times of the day. We've well, some of us have been blessed to hear the neighbors having sex. We saw three of them out near the lake in this hidden part of overgrown trees, and we couldn't decide if they were doing, you know, some weird yoga shit that I've never seen before or having, like, an ayahuasca trip. Who knows? And the house that we're staying in is up on a hill, and we can't help but find ourselves constantly looking out the windows at everything going on. We have made up tons of stories like the old lady who works at the gem shop and the affair going on between two of the people or maybe possibly a thruple situation. Can't really decide. Anyways, it's been interesting to say the least. And I figure if anyone in the world would appreciate hearing this, it would be you guys. I also feel like I needed to share this with you because I feel like you're going to need a laugh before we get into all the feelings that will come with today's story. And before you get into it, I just want you to know that if you're like me and as my brother-in-law says, lack life experience and always just want a happy ending to every story because I base everything off of movies and TV shows... I just need you to know that this story doesn't have that. Like, I mean, it does, but I just want you to know that this story will end and you will probably feel pretty heavy about all of it. But I think for anyone who has ever had a toxic relationship with their own mother, this is a story that needs to be told. This week's secret, Mommy Dearest. Tell me about yourself. Well, I am a mom, a bonus mom, and a wife. I am very OCD. I clean a lot. And I'm also the person that you could call at 1 o'clock in the morning because you're too drunk to drive home. I'm a very caring person. I care a lot more than I probably should about things. And I'm a very giving person. Tell me about the relationship that you had with your mom when you were growing up. Oh, gosh. Okay. So my parents split when I was two. My mother got remarried when I was three or four. My dad got remarried when I was five. So during that time, we were good. I remember 
playing dress up. I remember playing Barbies with her. Uh, and then when I was six, my mother and my stepfather had my sister and that's when things started to change. I don't remember too much other than crying a lot and wanting my dad. Then when I was eight, my stepfather got orders overseas and that's kind of when everything got worse. I chose to stay on the West coast and be with my dad. It was difficult at the time, you know, phone calls to overseas were rather expensive. So she didn't call often. She didn't write often. She didn't email very often. I felt very abandoned by her and I had a lot of anger issues due to that and a lot of lying. I felt like any attention was good attention. When I did go to visit her, I was angry all the time because we didn't really do anything and everything was about my sister and I was very hurt and upset because it had been a year and a half since I had seen her. That was around, oh gosh, it was around 2002. Then around 2004, they moved back to the East Coast and it was still really rough. I was still very angry. She didn't really have a relationship with me. Um, and then in 2006, I ended up moving back in with her because of my anger. And then we moved from one part of the East Coast to another part. And there was a lot of lying and a lot of manipulation from her. And we did not have a good relationship at all the last couple of years of my high school. There was a lot of her trying to tell me my dad did things to her that never happened. Um, there was a lot were talking to my side of the family and then we're not talking to them and we're talking to grandma, but we're not going to talk to your aunt and we're not talking to grandma and we're talking to your aunt. Just a lot of, I don't really know what the word would be for her. Maybe bipolar. It, there was a lot of arguing and when I got a job, she would expect me to give her money, but then would expect me to pay for all my basic necessities like school supplies, school clothes. So there was a lot of anger towards her. And halfway through my senior year, I had a very traumatic event. I saw a friend pass away. And she was all of a sudden like my mom. She was there. She held me when I would cry. And it was amazing. I didn't know what it felt like to be loved by her like that. If I cry a lot, I'm sorry. <laughs> she then turned and made the event about her. And then there was a lot of anger towards her again. For graduation, she informed me that I had until November to move out. I ended up moving out sooner. And I then met my ex. And my ex happened to be a girl. And that did not go over very well. That's when things got really, really bad. Before we go on with the rest of the story, what was your mom like to? your younger sister? She was amazing to her. The sun rose and set with her. She did everything for her. She went above and beyond for her. She was truly an amazing mother to my younger sister, and I hated my sister for it. I just didn't understand, and now looking at it, I shouldn't have hated her. It wasn't her fault. I remember her getting in a fight with my mother and telling her that she loved my sister more than me. And she looked at me and she said, no, I don't. That's not true. I love you equally. And I looked at her and I said, you have a poster sized picture of her above our couch and you have 30 pictures of her throughout this house. You have nine pictures of me and one of our stepbrother. And we never kind of talked about that subject again. Do you know about your mom's childhood and the way that she was raised? Yes, I do. I actually still talk to my grandma. And my grandma and my mother will tell you two different stories, of course. But my mother never told me about how my grandmother actually put her in kind of like a group home. It was a home for troubled teens. And my grandmother just didn't know what else to do. 
there was a lot of lying, a lot of everybody was out to get her. Everything was everybody else's fault. She's always the victim in situations, always. What is their relationship like now, your mom and your grandma? They do not speak because of what my mom and my sister, apparently, my sister was involved in it, but because my grandma asked a bunch of questions, my grandma didn't believe the story, and they no longer talk. They haven't talked since 2013 or 2014, about the same time I stopped talking to her. Okay. Keep going with your story. In 2011, I broke up with my ex. I moved back in with my mother. And then I actually ended up moving back in with my dad on the West Coast. Uh, About that time, my stepdad retired from the military and they ended up moving back to the West Coast, same state, just a few hours away from me. I wanted things to be different. I tried, I would drive the four plus hours up to spend weekends with her. I, at one point, helped them with buying my sister school clothes because they were a little strapped on cash. And when I moved back in with my ex and got with my ex-girlfriend is when everything kind of went downhill. She would call me and tell me how my sister was now cutting herself and she was severely depressed and she was anorexic because I was so mean to her while we were growing up. And um, I never really knew what to say. Then about 2013 is when she called me and cussed me out and said, I can't believe you did this to her. How could you do this to her? And I remember asking her, like, what did I do now? Like, we hardly talk. I don't talk to my sister. What could I have possibly done now? And that's when she said, you sexually molested your sister. And it would have been 2005 that she is claiming I sexually molested her. And a part of me laughed a little because in 2005 I was still living with my dad and I had not yet moved back in so why would you let somebody move back in with you if this is something they had done and then a part of me was honestly just completely shattered I was heartbroken I think anyone that hurts a child in that way um, because at that time my sister would have been seven So I utterly despise child molesters, in my opinion. I do not think we should give them the courtesy of life. I think there should be more done. I hate them with an undying passion. And so I couldn't believe that she accused me of doing something that I hate so deeply to my core. And after that is when we stopped talking for five, six years. And during that time, my stepmom, had backed off from talking to me. And I I never understood why I didn't know what was going on. And my dad came to me and told me that my mother had called her and told her everything. And that's when I found out that she had called and told the entire family. I understand that if a child comes to you and says that they've been sexually assaulted, immediate reaction is to believe them, I hope, you know. But I also think that you also need to seek out answers and make sure that you're really understanding what it is that they are saying. And I think that there's a difference between her saying this about her creepy piano teacher or about her older sister and the fact that you are both her children. I I would think that what she would want is to really have a conversation with you and say, hey, is there anything that happened that maybe she misunderstood you know was there ever anything that you can think of that would make her believe these things but instead she just kind of tells you and then you don't talk for five years yeah so basically my sister came out and told her these things in 2013 time frame so this is years after it apparently happened and I was very confused by it because growing up my mother had us watching like all the Lifetime movies, all the CSIs. I mean, we watched all that stuff and she drilled it and drilled it in our heads. If 
anyone ever does anything like this to you, you tell me immediately. And my sister told my mom everything. So I was very confused as to how it comes up years later as I'm like, it, it never happened. This never happened. So what is your end game here? I was never really sure. Um, my sister is a lot like my mother in certain ways. From what I remember, I don't know who she is now. We haven't spoken since 2012. But my mother is, I don't really know how to describe her. Um, I remember my senior year, our neighbor, he had a riding lawnmower. And I couldn't really tell you why he didn't need it. He didn't have much yard, but he did. It was his thing. He would cut his grass. Well, when he would turn, he would have to turn onto the driveway. Now, mind you, we rented this house. They did not own this house. He would leave scratch marks on the driveway, and she got a video camera to record it and then try to press charges on him for it. At the bare minimum, she's a drama queen. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. But I think that the problem here is referencing back to the Lifetime movies and all that stuff. This narrative fits. You are the older, less loved child of the family who has been pushed to the shadows because of her bright and bubbly younger sister who gets all the attention and who has the poster sized picture on the wall. And the narrative fits that you would want to hurt her. I almost wonder if your mom saw that and saw, I don't want to call it jealousy, but let's for the sake of making it easy, the jealousy that you might've had towards your sister. And that's why she was, so gung-ho to believe this right and I guess I'll never really know what my sister was ever thinking um she never spoke to me about it it all came from my mother and my stepfather and I heard other stories later on like that I was supposed to be babysitting my sister and I apparently and please don't ask me how because if you can figure it out let me know then Apparently, I handcuffed her to the toilet in a way that she could still use the toilet so I could go hang out with my friends. It's innovative, to say the least. (laughs) Uh, It's rather confusing to me, but the funny part to that is, too, my mother and my stepfather never went out. They didn't really do anything. I also was hardly ever home, and I was never allowed to, like, watch my sister, per se, There was just never any reason for me to. If they went to the grocery store, either all of us went or the three of them went and I would be out with my friends. They didn't go out on date nights. They didn't go to the movies. They were always home. I want to ask you this because earlier you mentioned about your childhood and the anger issues that you had and the constant lying that you did. And I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I think someone in your situation would try to leave those details out because it's like, well, hey, you were such a pathological liar before. How do we know you're not lying now? Did your mom try to bring those things up and use them against you? Oh, most definitely all the time. And um, it took a lot of therapy for me to understand why I did the things I did. and. I was just angry. I don't have very many memories from uh, like eight and younger unless they're with my dad. I remember my dad teaching me how to ride a bike at five. I remember my dad teaching me how to fish and I was about five or six. Like I remember the church I went to. I remember the names of the people I went to church with and I was like five. But when it comes to memories with her, I remember a lot of spankings. I remember a lot of crying, wanting my dad. I remember getting in trouble for little things. Like they would ask me to clean the litter box and I was probably like six or seven. And I would never ask my six-year-old to clean our litter box ever. Number one, I just would never do that. The fumes of it gross me out. And so I would have acid sometimes. And I would get grounded. And it wasn't like a, you're grounded for the rest of the day because you didn't do your chore properly. It was a, you're grounded for two weeks. Um, It was always very extreme. And 
I remember a lot of arguing. There's a lot of arguing between my mom and my stepdad. I never really knew what about. I just remember the yelling all the time and hearing I want a divorce all the time. And I remember the first time I ever cussed at her, I was just about to be nine. It was right after they got their orders to go overseas. And I came home from school and she was cooking dinner. And I was just like, hey, mom, what are you making for dinner? And she was like, don't fucking worry about it. Go do your fucking homework. And I was just like, whoa, you're literally cooking dinner right now. I'm just curious. What are you making for dinner? Because I'm hungry. And she was like, I said, it's none of your fucking business. Go do your fucking homework. And I turned around and was just like, you know, you don't have to be such a fucking bitch. I think where my head goes during all of this is the lack of memories almost makes me wonder if there was something that you were suppressing and trying not to remember from those times. And I'm just going to ask it because, again, it's it's where my head is at. But what was your relationship like with your stepfather so as far as the like suppressing memories i wonder that all the time too because i think it is super weird that it's just kind of blank and i lived with her during the weeks my dad only had me on weekends until i was nine so i am very concerned about that too i don't really know why um with my stepdad though i actually had a pretty good relationship with him i felt more connected to him than I did my own mother. Like I would want to spend time with him, not so much her. And it would like we would do votes or something if she was trying to watch another Lifetime movie that she had already seen. And my stepfather was super into NASCAR and he'd be like, well, the race is on. And I'd be like, yeah, mom, the race is on. So she would then be like, okay, fine. We can, y'all can watch it. I'm going to go in the bedroom and watch Lifetime. I felt decently connected to him until my high school year after his second deployment. Do you feel like with your mom, you were aware at the time of the way she was treating you and that it was, that it wasn't right? Or do you feel like you realize that now looking back on it? I definitely knew things weren't right. When I was older, I had severe depression uh, when I was in high school and I was living with her. I, I remember thinking all the time that my family would be so much happier without me. I remember feeling like I was never good enough. I felt like I didn't really have a family to belong to. And because I had lied so much as a kid, when I would try to, you know, tell my parents how I felt, they told me I was dramatic or they just didn't believe me or they just brushed it off. And um, I smoked a lot of weed the summer going into my junior year to numb my feelings because I just felt like they would all truly be happier without me. Even my dad and my stepmom, I felt like they would be better off without me. Um, I remember I took some pills that my friend gave me my sophomore year and I didn't even ask what they were. I just took them. I got so sick off of them too. And when I came home and they asked me what was wrong, I just lied. And I said that I had food poisoning because what would they know? Not that they paid much attention to me unless I was doing something that made them mad. And I knew that how she treated me was unfair. She did not work. So she stayed home all day and I would come home from school and she would be like, you need to go clean the kitchen and do the dishes. And I just remember thinking like, you've been home all day. Like I've been at school all day long and I have to go to work in an hour and it's not really fair. Like I have homework I have to do too. I know that you can't say for sure, but I'm just asking you to speculate. Do you believe that your sister said this to your mom or do you believe that this was something that your mom went to your sister about and perhaps pulled it out of her? I do believe that this wasn't entirely my sister. If it was, I would honestly be completely blown away. I would definitely feel like it was something coached by my mother. Um, and I think that's because actually when we moved from one part of the East Coast to the other in 2007, my uncle brought it to her attention that his oldest son had been molesting his oldest daughter 
And he brought it to her attention because my sister had actually stayed over there a couple weeks before he found out. And he wanted to make sure that nothing happened to my sister. So I kind of felt like she would have done this to be like, oh, well, it's not just my brother and his kids. Like, it's, I don't know. She's just very, everything has to be about her. I want to take a break for just a second from this part of the story and I want to try and better understand your mom and the type of woman that she is. Do you have memories of her lying or exaggerating other than the guy on the lawn turning around and scratching the driveway? Yes. When, gosh, when my stepdad was on his second and only deployment that I know of. I was a junior in high school and it was the summer. I was working like 40 plus hours. Um, she would take my entire paycheck. And I remember my stepdad coming back from the deployment and was like, where did this money go? And she'd be like, oh, oh, it was on bills. And then he would look and he'd be like, well, how did you pay for these new curtains? And she'd be like, oh, oh, she bought them for me. And I remember sitting there thinking, I didn't buy those for you. And then when I snapped, it all came out that she had taken close to two grand from me. And my stepdad had no idea. I remember her when my friend passed away. She would call and tell all her friends about what happened. And she would be like, you know. She screams all night long from nightmares and she wakes up the whole house from her screaming because of her nightmares. And don't get me wrong, I I had nightmares. It was a very traumatic event, but I had never, I was never screaming in my sleep. I I actually slept on the couch for the first couple months and would probably sleep for like an hour. And that would be all I could sleep. It was like just enough to keep me going. Um, And she would exaggerate the details of the death and things that like that never happened and i'd be like you you weren't even there it almost reminds me of another interview that i did the mom who had munchausen by proxy and if we change out child's sickness with children who are distraught so with you it was about your friend's death and the impact that it had on her life and how she was just there for you. And also how you said that she was such a good mom to you during those times. Like, does she feed off of people needing her, wanting her? Does she need to be a fixer of problems that maybe aren't even there in the way that she thinks they are? And is your sister potentially her next victim of, hey, you went through this and now I'm here for you. And does she tell people, you know, I need you to feel bad for me because I mean, obviously not like that, but this is what's happened to my daughter. Can you believe it? Can you believe that this is what we're going through? I definitely agree with that. She's always been like that. Everybody else's problems somehow relate to her. My grandma even told me that, that, you know, it's, it's her world and we're all living in it. Everybody's out to get her. And I guess that's what you could call it with a little bit of some bipolar in there. How did this accusation impact your life after you found out that this is what she was accusing you of? During this time, I was with my ex and my ex was very, very emotionally and mentally abusive she was now that i look at it very very similar to my mother and during that time my ex was like amazing just really there for me really understood what i was going through you know tried to help me find ways to cope and heal with it and um when my ex and i went through our breakup she like threw it in my face and was like everything your mother said about you is true. Like you're the one that's lying. And I remember thinking we've been together for seven years and I've been around your sister who is eight. Like what? After that, there was a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking, a lot of 
late nights of crying and just not understanding why she didn't love me, why I wasn't good enough for her to love or why she hated me so much. I want to ask you this really quick. How did your mom, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but I want to really know, how did your mom react when she found out that you were with another female? At first, she told me I was fucking disgusting. She told me it was a phase. She didn't speak to me for a while. And then at one point, she actually let my ex come over to the house. And she met my ex. And she was a little more warmed up to it, but not so much. And then when we split for a while and I had moved to the West Coast, she was great because her and I weren't together. When her and I got back together, she slowly just backed away and then the accusations came along so I think that she deep down hated the fact that I was with a woman okay so I want to talk about this because I think that it's important there are a lot of people in this world who are incredibly stupid and incredibly (laughs) naive and I hate them you shouldn't hate anybody but I hate them and They can't decipher the difference somehow. I don't know how these lines ever got crossed for some people, but homosexuals and pedophiles. And I almost wonder if I'm just fucking I'm pulling at straws here, but I almost wonder if your mom, who was so disgusted by the fact that you were with a woman, started to believe that maybe she's with a woman and Maybe she also likes little girls. Um, Honestly, I would not put that past her. It wouldn't shock me if that's why she did it or that's her thinking process. And like I said, I don't understand how those two things come together at all. They're nothing alike. But I do know that firsthand experience, there are people who believe those things and that all gay men also love to touch little boys and just the fact that she was so upset about the fact that you were with a woman it makes me wonder about could that anger or disgust or whatever she was feeling have taken her mind to somewhere else and then you getting back with your girlfriend and then the accusations not coming that long after It's just the thought that's currently in my head. Yes, I've always thought that. And I actually remember um, 2014 timeframe, a friend of mine passed away. He was just, he was just driving home and he had worked a super, super long day and he accidentally fell asleep at the wheel, hit a guardrail, truck went on fire and he died. And I was completely devastated. He helped me so much in high school. We went to school together. We worked together as well. And he was really, really there for me. He, without knowing it, he stopped me from committing suicide multiple times. So I was completely devastated when he passed. And I actually reached out to her and my stepdad and wanted to make amends I uh, I didn't want to live my life not knowing where my mother was, not knowing if she was okay, not knowing anything about her life. And she basically cussed me out. It has to be really hard to push past all these other things and try to reach out and make amends and then have to receive such a distant... like. For her to be such a bitch, basically. I um I actually haven't read that message since it was sent to me. And when I was trying to write my little timeline for everything, I went back and I read it and I was hurt again. You know, this is a a woman who is supposed to love me unconditionally, supposed to be here for me through everything. You know, she was she was supposed to help me through my pregnancy. She was, you know, supposed to give me whatever pep talk moms give when you're about to get married or anything like that. And, um, you know, she wasn't that for me. She, she wasn't there for those things. 
I just being a mom and being a bonus mom, I I don't understand. I look at my two boys and I love them equally, even if one was not carried by me. I could never pick between the two of them. Never. I just don't understand. Did these accusations that your mom made about you ever come up again later in your life? Yes. When my husband and I started dating in 2017, they were brought to the mother of our oldest. And being a mom, she, of course, said, I don't want her around my son. I don't want her anywhere near him. And I respect that wholeheartedly. I've always respected that of her as any mother should do that. I actually broke up with him at the time because I told him, you know, we can't have a relationship if I can't be around your son. That's not fair to him. It's not fair to you. And during that time frame, I called the juvenile courts of the state that I live in now because this is where we lived when I was in high school as she claimed that she had pressed charges on me and everything. So the courts informed me that it would be through juvenile court. So I called this state's juvenile courts. There's nothing against me, my sister, or my mother. I called the juvenile courts of the state we were living in on the West Coast, and there was nothing there. I called the juvenile courts of the state that I last knew her to live in, and there was nothing there as well. And I, uh, I actually had my boss at the time inform my, uh, my father-in-law now that if these charges had been pressed against me, I would not have been able to have the job that I had at the time. They would have not let me work for that store. How humiliating is it to have to open up this can of worms in front of all these different people who you have a fairly close relationship with? It was 100% humiliating. I still, to this day, don't talk about it very much. Actually, when I told my husband I wanted to do this interview with you, he kind of looked at me in shock at first. And when I explained that, you know, at one of the end of your episodes, you had just said, if you had a secret, email it. And I don't know why. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to email it. And I really thought you weren't going to respond because I just, I don't know why. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to send it. He'll probably never respond. It is what it is. So I just looked at him and I was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, are you ready to talk about it? I mean, it's been three years since I've really kind of talked about it at all. And um, I just remember being utterly embarrassed having to sit down and explain to my in-laws my side of the story. And then knowing that my husband had to explain to the mother of their child my side of the story. And it was just, it was so embarrassing. It, Here's where my mind goes to is if you did molest your younger sister, if you did hurt her in some way, at the end of the day, you're still my daughter as well. And I would want to get the correct help for my daughter, who I believed was molested. But I would also want to make sure that I was going to get you help too. And I, would, I wouldn't I would want to close off the relationship. I would want to, and it might be hard, I think, at times to do that. But I think what I would want is to try and really open up the dialogue and see. Because, I mean, you were also a child who she was accusing of molesting another child. And a child doesn't just do that. They're, they're usually taught it. So I would want to know, hey... Did somebody do this to you? Have you ever been hurt? Has somebody, did you learn this from somebody? Like the fact that she accused and then there was no conversation after there was no follow-up other than to outside sources to basically just tarnish your name and your reputation with other people. That's where I get the most frustrated. And I, I, I want you to know, I I 100% believe that you didn't do anything. But what I'm trying to point out is that if it had happened, and if she if she was a, a real mom to you, she would want to try and get you help as well. Oh, most definitely. I 100% agree. If 
I was in this situation, if I was in her shoes and my youngest came to me and said, my oldest did this to him, I would go completely bankrupt to get them both the help they needed. I would seek out help and guidance from anyone to figure out how myself as a mom could help the two of them. I would never abandon either one of them. I would never just say, oh, you did this and that be it. The last time I actually spoke to her was in 2017 when she, you know, spreaded all these lies about me to, uh, like, she actually talked to my in-laws too. She called me to inform me that she apparently had some medical condition that was hereditary. And I remember her, she called me while I was at work. And so I had told her to call me when I got off work because she had called me from a block number. So I had to like search through Facebook and like try and find one of the 500 that she has and had to message her. And uh, so she ended up calling me and I don't know, I guess she had some tumor on her spine and like the base of her skull was too small for her brain and it caused pressure. And um, so at the time I was like taking notes and jotting down the name of everything that it was called because she said it, it was hereditary. And I remember her asking me how my ex and I were doing. And I remember sitting there thinking, you know, damn well, we haven't been together for over two years. Like you talk to my boyfriend's mother and father, like two weeks ago, you know that my ex-girlfriend and I are not together. And I just played it off. And I was like, oh, you know, um, we're not together. We haven't been together for like two years or so. And she was like, oh, wow, I, I didn't know that at all. And I'm like, yes, you did. Let me ask you this. And I'm, I'm sure that you don't have an answer for it. But what does your mom get out of spreading these rumors about you? What is in it for her? I really couldn't tell you. I know she was always really hard on me growing up. I remember when her and my stepdad found out that I was smoking weed, they found out because they found my MySpace and I wasn't supposed to have one. And of course, my silly self had, you know, the little picture headline and it said, smoke till you choke with uh, pot plants as O's. And I didn't have a cell phone at the time, so she called the friend that I was with, and I was completely blown out of my mind. And I remember her being like, what's your email and what's your password? And I was like, I don't know it. And she was like, yes, you do. Give it to me now, blah, 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 blah. And so finally, I just gave it to her, and she was like, are you drunk? And I was like, no, I'm not drunk. And she was like, yes, you are. And I was like, no, I'm fucking high as shit, okay? And you're killing my buzz right now. Like, can we just stop talking? And so she hangs up the phone, she calls me back and she was like, I'm so pissed off at you. I don't want to see you be home by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And I'm like, okay. So I look at my friends that I'm with and I'm like, Hey guys, I'm probably going to be grounded for like the next year. So what do y'all want to do tonight? And of course my friends got me as drunk and high as possible. I think I slept for an hour and I went home at 10. Like she said, I show up and she's not even awake yet. So I had to wake her up and I'm still high as a kite and she actually had the cops show up and she tried to get me arrested because I was clearly high and the officer was like, ma'am, I, I can't do anything. She, she doesn't have anything on her. I can't arrest her for simply being high. And, uh, he goes, but I can put her in the system. So if she's out past curfew, you can have her taken to, um, the juvenile detention. So he left. She told me I was grounded for a year and I was only allowed to go to school and to work. She stripped my bedroom of everything while I was at school for my first day. She stripped me down to a twin size bed. I had this little stand up dresser that was five doors high and it was only one door. She took all my Bob Marley shirts and burned them. She took anything she felt was inappropriate clothing while I burned it. She took everything out of my room. The only things that she did not take was my iPod and the headphones because I actually paid for those uh, with my own money, but told me that I couldn't plug it in to charge it because she paid for the electricity. I wonder about her 
mental state. And, you know, you had said maybe some bipolar in there, but I mean, it's hard to say we're not professionals, but I do wonder about her. And I also wonder too about the relationship with your younger sister. And as she gets older, what that will look like. I actually wonder all the time too. Like I said, I've gone to a lot of therapy and my therapist actually knows about this and asked me if it was okay for him to listen to this episode whenever it came out. And um, I honestly, I pray for them both a lot. I truly, truly hope that God can heal whatever is wrong with her and make her a happier person. She feeds off of negativity. She is the definition of misery loves company. And I fear that my sister is probably going to go down the same path as her. So they'll be best friends. So I pray for them both. I really, really do. I just want them to be happy. I, um, I look at my life and I'm so, so blessed. I have an amazing husband who is super supportive. I have two wonderful children who I love more than anything. I call my stepmom, my actual mom. Uh, they move from the West Coast to the East Coast to be closer to their grandkids. My brother and my sister from them, they're on the East Coast too. I'm super close to my other sister. That's like my best friend. And the mother of my bonus son, her and I are actually very good friends. She knows most of the story with my biological mother and she can't stand her. I'm just, I'm so blessed and I'm so happy. I have a great job. and. I pray that they can find that. I pray that they can heal whatever demons it is that they're fighting, especially my mother. Um, I really hope that she learns to heal and I hope that she can stop lying so much and I hope that she can just be a better person in general. But even if she does do all that, I cannot allow her back in my life. If by chance in some crazy world, your mom finds herself listening to this interview, not knowing that you had done it or not having it sent to her, she just listens to it one day, what would you want her to know and what would you want to say to her? I would want her to know that I forgive her. I don't think that she's well mentally. And I made a very good life for myself without her. And I became a better person because of her. I'm a better mother, a better friend, a better wife, a better sister, and a better daughter. And I hope that one day she can forgive herself. I'm sure your therapist talks to you about this and stuff, but you can never seek like closure. Yeah. From her, you can seek it in other ways, but it's never going to come from her because here's the craziest part too, about somebody like your mom is that I think that they're out of touch enough that they start to believe the things that they say. And they dig in so hard to believe or to make this story a reality that they themselves start to believe it. And eventually, you know, what might've started out as a confusing conversation, she has convinced herself that you did in fact molest your sister. I definitely won't ever get closure from her. The last time that I spoke to her and she told me about the medical situation, uh, she said that we could attempt to amend our relationship if I apologized for what I did and cut my grandma and my aunt out. And I told her I couldn't apologize for things that I never did. I could apologize for my anger. I could apologize for um, the things I did do. But this big accusation, I could not apologize for that because I never did that. And that's when we ended things, and I have not spoken to her since. She still wants you to 
do this whole bullshit thing of like, don't talk to your grandma, don't talk to your aunt. Like, I feel like that just shows the immaturity on her side. Like, hey, I could totally forgive you. I need you to stop talking to them because I'm mad at them. And it sucks. It sucks because she's not well, I believe. I completely agree with you. I don't think that she is well either. Um, I know that in the last couple years since I have cut ties with her completely, I have grown so much and become a better person. Even my grandma said something to me actually a couple weeks ago when I had to get some family history information for medical. She told me how proud she was of me for cutting her out and not doing the vicious cycle of going back and forth with her. And she told me how much she noticed a change in me. I'm not depressed. I don't have suicidal thoughts. I still have anxiety, but I don't think that ever really goes away. But I'm genuinely a happier person. I am that kind of annoying, happy person that you want to punch in the face sometimes. But I think that the happiest people have all been through some shit because they know how to appreciate the good times because they know that times are not always good and they know that bad things happen and it makes those good times that much better. I completely agree with that. Being happy is not always a choice, but it is much easier than being miserable all the time. If you've managed to go your entire life without seeing Mommy Dearest, I you have to promise me that you will watch it. It's about Joan Crawford and the abuse her children dealt with growing up. And the story is very different from this one. This story I originally titled Daughter Accused, but that just wasn't working for me. And... Making the choice to share this story was really tough for me because sexual abuse is obviously a very serious topic and I feel like everywhere you turn, people are talking about it. So I feel like it's relevant. We need to be talking about it. But then to know that someone out there took something that so many people have suffered through and how difficult it is for those people to come forward for fear of not being believed. And then this mom just used it as a tactic to hurt her own daughter. I feel like this story just makes you realize how broken some people truly are. So that's that. If you have a secret that you would like to share with me, you can always send an email to beyondthesecretpodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, thank you guys for listening. I will see all of you next week. Everybody has a secret. 